Hey, hey, hey! Exciting news! Do you ever look in the mirror or at a photograph of yourself or put on some clothes? Or rather, don't put on some clothes because the clothes you really want to wear are hanging in the cupboard or buried in some bag at the back of the cupboard and your heart sort of sinks and you think... I know, I know I need to do different things. I know I need to do something different to lose the weight, to get healthy, to do all the stuff I want to get to, to what Dr. Alina calls healthy, amazing you. And yet somehow I can't do it. You, my friend, have what is called a doing gap. It's not a knowledge gap. It's a doing gap because you're busy and you've got other stuff going on. So the Radiate and Renew program starting, drum roll please, next week, we're kicking off on Tuesday next week. It's super exciting. You will learn to do four small but mighty habits that you are going to enjoy and it's going to be easy. Now the idea of this, there's two ideas behind it. Number one, you do the habits, in a year's time you've still got the habits and they really have moved the needle. You know, you're really doing things slightly differently. But also, once you start doing things differently, you realise that you can carry on doing things differently. And so you might decide, hey, I'm going to do the reboot or I'm going to do something else and I'm really going to get to the bottom of this goal. I'm going to reach my goal. So if you are interested, if you'd like some help and support, Radiate and Renew starts on Tuesday. I will leave the link in the show notes. You are listening to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Kerrick, pediatric doctor turned weight loss coach. I help busy, ambitious mums overcome the frustration of not losing weight. I teach them to eat and live healthily, to look after themselves and feel fit and fabulous. If you want to lose weight by eating healthily, I invite you to sign up for my free roadmap. Three easy steps to weight loss for busy mums. Just go to my website, drorlina.com. That's dr. O-R-L-E-N-A dot com and you'll find it on the homepage and in the sidebar. If you're interested in working with me as a weight loss coach, you can find out more and book a chat by going to the coaching tab. I also have a healthy recipe service, My Kitchen Miracles, that I created for my clients and have now opened up for everyone healthy recipes that will support your weight loss goals and provide your family with healthy, tasty foods. You can find out more in the My Kitchen Miracles tab. Good morning, lovely people. Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Kerrick. To give it its proper name, Fit and Fabulous at 40 and Beyond, but I seem to have forgotten about the 40 and Beyond, but that was the beginning idea of this podcast. So many podcasts this week. That is because I am doing a video workshop and have decided to release the videos as audio so that you can listen listen to them too. So today is part three in this workshop, and it's all about habits. Habits are the key to healthy living without having to think about it. So we're going to dive in and find out about habits. Just a little hello, as I always do. It's winter here in Spain, or it feels like winter, it's raining today. And you know what? I have noticed that when it's cold and wintry, I want to eat more comfort food. So beware comfort eating in the winter, my friends. I find it really easy to just wake up, 
snuggle in my dressing gown and eat porridge without really thinking about it. And I'm loving soup at the moment. But I do notice that after meals, I tend to feel far more full up than I would in the summer. And there are definitely some foods that are much easier to eat than others. You know what kind of foods I'm talking about, these comfort foods, things like oh, sausages and mash, shepherd's pie, those kind of foods that are sort of shoveling foods. And they're easy to eat. And we eat more of them in the winter, I think. So just a little cautionary note to be aware of how you are eating. And I love this idea of eating until you're 80% full rather than being a little bit stuffed. So after you've eaten, just pay attention to how your tummy feels and think, you know what? I've eaten a little bit too much. I could eat a little bit less next time. One of the topics that we really need to go into is this disconnect between hunger and how much energy our body needs. But that is a topic for another day. I want to also give you today a really quick recipe that I totally love. Chicken. Now, we don't eat very much meat. We're, I think, what's called flexitarian. So we eat a plant-based diet. Basically, I eat lots and lots and lots of vegetables with a little bit of meat. And one of the meals that I really like doing is chicken in, you can either do it in what I call a slow cooker or a crock pot, or you can do it on the hob. But essentially, you cook the chicken with lots of carrots and leeks and celery and a bit of parsley if you have some and with liquid and it gets this amazing juice so you serve it I serve it with a little bit of rice like a soup and my kids love it we add mustard to it so we have either whole grain or French mustard Dijon mustard and my kids love this recipe and there are very few recipes that all my kids love and of course some of them will not eat the leeks and blah 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 But this is a meal that generally all of us enjoy. And I totally love it because it is like three meals in one. So what I do is I debone the chicken because it's kind of poached chicken, or rather it is poached chicken. And I will serve, say, two thirds of that chicken. So that's between a family of six. I buy a large chicken, two thirds of it at one meal. And then I put aside a third of it to make into another dish. So I might make... a a chicken soup or I might make a stir fry with lots of vegetables. I might make a healthy risotto. Chicken risotto is lovely, again, with loads and loads of vegetables. So I put aside some chicken for that. Now, I also am left with some chicken juice and all these delicious vegetables, which I whiz up into a soup, a nice warming soup. And often I'll have other leftover vegetables in the kitchen. And if they're already cooked, all I have to do is whiz it up and heat it up. And because of the chickeny flavour, there's not very much chicken in it, but it gives you a really delicious vegetable soup. And then I will also take the carcass of the chicken, the chicken bones, and I put them back into the slow cooker with a few vegetables, say the outside leaf of a cabbage or the outside leaves of the leeks that I've used, perhaps an onion, a bit of celery leaf, and I make a chicken stock. Now, this chicken stock is not a very strong chicken stock because it's just made with the bones. If you want a much stronger chicken stock, you want to make it with fresh bones. I also add a little bit of cider vinegar because that just helps break down the bones and get that gelatine out of there. And that is very soothing for your guts. So I get one meal right at the front. I get chicken protein, chicken flesh to use in a different meal. I get 
vegetables that I can whiz up into a stock and then I get another stock which is a more liquidy stock which I can either use as a soup or to turn into the risotto something like that so I get so many meals out of this chicken and for the winter it's fabulous because we live on soup in the winter to keep us nice and warm okay just one little throw out for you there to give it a try now Oh, one other thing, I have done a survey because I really want to know more about you people who are listening to the podcast. And that helps me to understand who you are, what your problems are, and the information that you want to hear on the podcast. So if you would like to take five minutes, I would love you to take five minutes. I have put a link on my website so that you can just go straight there. So the link is Dr. Alina, that's D-R. O-R-L-E-N-A slash pages slash survey. And there's a little survey on there. I would love it if you could take the time to fill that out. Okay, on with today's workshop, habits. Let's find out all about habits. Hello, I'm Dr. Alina Kerrick and welcome to the How to Lose Weight and Lead a Healthy Life workshop. If you're ready to lose weight by eating healthily and you want to feel fit and fabulous, then this is the place to be. I'm Dr. Alina Kerrick, and I've been teaching families to eat healthily for years, ever since I realised that my own kids were vegetable resistant. You'll be amazed to hear that my previously picky 11-year-old now helps himself to cabbage, and he'll eat a mountain of it. I now teach busy mums how to lose weight and look after themselves so that they can feel fit and fabulous and have more energy to be an amazing mum. I'm the author of Feeding Toddlers and Crunch, How to Put a Stop to Picky Eating and Help Your Kids Love Veggies. Now, if you missed the first two videos in this workshop, I highly recommend that you go and watch them right now. They're required viewing for anyone who wants to lose weight by eating healthily and to teach their families healthy eating too. I want you to get the full value of this workshop and I recommend watching them in order. So you can stop that And you can stop this video and go and watch them and come back to this one if you want to. Okay, in this video, we're going to find out about habits. In the first video, I taught you that the very first step you need is to prioritise yourself. Otherwise, you'll always end up doing everything for everyone else. As that list is endless, you'll never make time for you. I told you about how I reached rock bottom hot mess and realised I had to start looking after myself. Today, I want to teach you about habits and how you maintain your healthy eating and living so that it's easy and you don't have to think about it. Now, many people think that people who have healthy habits are more disciplined than other people, but research shows that's not true. Maintaining habits is all about making them easy for yourself so that you don't have to think about them. You just do them well out of habit, like brushing your teeth. You don't have to think about brushing your teeth. Before we start, I'm going to do a general reference to the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you want to know more about habit formation, it's a great read and I've used it to help create this workshop. Now, wouldn't it be great if you didn't have to think about healthy eating? Well, I don't have to think about healthy eating. I've worked out systems so that it's easy. When I'm having one of those days where I'm running behind and have to reach for a quick meal, it's not frozen pizza, although there's nothing wrong with frozen pizza from time to time. My emergency meal is baked beans and eggs, not out of a tin, well, out of a jar, but out of plain jars of beans so that it doesn't have all that added sugar and salt and all those other things that they put into baked beans. I use just a teaspoon of paprika and tinned tomatoes. 
dinner ready in 10 minutes. Easy, healthy, and my kids love it. It's not that I don't have help emergency meal needed moments. It's that when they happen, my emergency meal is healthy. Habits and systems are the key to maintaining healthy eating and living. It's not if something happens, it's when. And if you can plan for those moments when you're going to slip up, you can minimise the damage. Okay, let's have a think about habits. Why do we have habits? Our brains are made of different bits. It's like we really have two different brains. Our prefrontal cortex, this bit, is our thinking brain. That's the bit that says, I want to lose weight and eat healthily. Our prefrontal cortex uses lots of energy. Then we have our more primitive parts, our habit brains. This bit of our brain likes to be efficient and save energy. It doesn't like to think and figure things out. It likes comfort and what it did before. It wants a quick and easy system, aka a habit. It's that part of your brain that says, at 11 o'clock when I'm getting bored at work, I drink coffee and eat a chocolate biscuit. It doesn't so much think it as drive you to do it. So we have a battle of the brains. Part of your brain makes a plan to be healthy and exercise. The other part resists the plan and wants to keep things as they were, eating what you always eat and doing what you always do. The way habits work is by a neurotransmitter in our brain called dopamine. When our primitive brain is saying coffee, coffee, coffee or chocolate, 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 it's looking for a surge of dopamine. Dopamine is a useful thing. It drives us to do things. It drives us to seek rewards. The problem is that it's addictive and we find ways to get a dopamine hit in a way that doesn't really serve us. We love the taste of chocolate, but we know that in the long term, it isn't good for us. As a side note, chocolate and sugar have a double whammy that is a quick glucose release too. Your body enjoys that surge of sugar, but it doesn't need it. It always has the ability to get glucose from internal stores, as we learned in video two. But it's human nature to seek out sugar, both for kids and adults. When we look at habits, we can divide them into habits that serve us and habits that don't. So habit audit. A really useful exercise is to go through your day and list all the habits that you have from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. You can include physical things like brushing your teeth as well as the way you think. Do you have the habit of waking up and being grateful for all the amazing things in your life or the habit of looking at the negative and wishing things were better? Do you have the habit of being cheerful or being grumpy? These are all habits. And gratitude is a fantastic habit that I recommend we all practice. And I did a podcast on gratitude a few weeks ago. So your list might look like this. Wake up, hit snooze several times, get out of bed, make coffee, wake up kids, get frustrated as they refuse to get dressed, breakfast, wash, walk kids to school. The list goes on. Next to each, ha each habit, you can put a green dot if it's serving you and one that you want to keep. You can put a red dot if your thinking brain thinks that it's not serving you. Remember, all habits serve you in some way, even if it's just for that dopamine hit that you get when you do it. And your primitive brain is never going to agree with your thinking brain. So this is an exercise that I recommend you do from time to time. And I like to do it every six months or a year. And it's a great way to check in and think about all the things that we'd like to do, but we aren't actually doing. And then work out how we're going to do them. 
So let's break down habits a little bit and have a look at them in more detail. All habits start with a cue, the thing that triggers us to think about the habit. And we can break habits into four parts. One, the cue, the thing that triggers you. Two, the craving, the desire to want to do something. Desire is the engine that drives behaviour. Response, the thing that you do. And four, reward. That's the ongoing habit. So for example, number one, your cue, your phone buzzes with a new text message. Number two, craving, you want, you desire to know what it says. Three, response, you grab your phone and read the text. Four, the reward. You satisfy your craving to read the message. Then grabbing your phone becomes associated with your phone buzzing. So instead of just being able to leave your phone, we have this automatic habit. It buzzes, I pick it up. And you jump from one to four without thinking because it's a habit. So here's another example. Number one, Q, you wake up. Two, craving, you want to feel alert. Three, response, you drink a cup of coffee. Four, reward, you satisfy that craving to feel alert by drinking coffee and drinking coffee becomes associated with waking up. And coffee is another thing that we have a physiological response to. And a little side note, I totally love coffee and it's actually quite good for you. The problem that many people have is that they use it to self-medicate because they aren't getting enough sleep. They use it to kickstart their mornings and it can also affect your sleep if you drink too much of it. So I like to have one largest cup of coffee mid-morning. That way it won't affect my sleep in the evening and I can also get up and feel alert without needing the coffee rush. And if you want to cut down on your coffee, be aware that if you drink it every day, your body gets used to it. And if you cut it out completely, you're likely to get a caffeine withdrawal, which is normally a headache. And a small amount of coffee can fix that. So I advise people to cut down before they cut it out totally. And there's no real reason to cut it out totally, but some people like to. Okay, how to create habits that work for you. You want to create habits that are easy for you to do. Remember, it's not about discipline. It's about making your habits fit into your life. Let me give you an example. I go swimming twice a week. I enjoy swimming but I'm human. There are times when I don't feel like doing it. But this is how my habit works. My kids go back to school in the afternoon. That's the way they do things here in Spain. I walk my kids to school and then I walk to the pool. I have the right amount of time to swim, give myself the reward of a quick sauna and then pick them up. My habit really starts when I leave the house with my swimming things to go to school. Clearly, my kids have to go to school And once I've left, it's like I'm on a train. I'd have to make a huge effort to turn around and not do it. When I have those moments of eek, I don't want to swim, I'm normally at the edge of the pool, in my swimmers, with my trainer standing behind me. And I'm really not going to back out then. Also, I remind myself that the first length is normally the worst because it's cold. Then I just get on with it. Another example I have is how I shop. I want to buy healthy food for my family. I love going to the market. We have a big market every Sunday. At the market, they sell fruit and vegetables. The worst thing I can buy is grapes. But when I go to the supermarket, there are lots of packets tempting me, or at least there used to be. I've trained myself not to look at them now. I'm not a more disciplined person than other people. I've just created habits and systems to support my goals of healthy eating. When we think about good habits, we want to make them as easy as possible. And when we think about bad habits, we want to make them as difficult for ourselves as possible.
We want to make all of those bits of the habit, the cue, the desire, the response, as easy as possible if we want to keep them or as difficult as possible if we don't want to keep them. If it's a habit you want, you want to create a big red cue button. If it's a habit that you don't want, you want to hide the cue as much as possible. So examples, if you want to remember to take a tablet every morning, you might put a big red sticker on your bathroom mirror. If you want to stop playing on social media, you could delete all the apps from your mobile phone. When you're creating a habit, you want it to be specific in time and place. You don't want a vague habit such as I'm going to be more active and eat better. If you want to be more active, a great example is when I see a flight of stairs, I'll take them instead of the lift. Or if I want to eat more healthily, when I serve myself a meal, I'll always put the veggies on my plate first. Or if you want to stop the habit of always watching TV, you could take the batteries out of your remote control or stop the bad habit of eating chocolate after dinner. Make it really difficult for yourself by not buying it. Did you notice that part two of a habit is a craving? The same sort of craving that we talked about in the last video when we talked about carb cravings. A craving is a desire to do something. Now, there are surface level cravings, I want to eat the cake, and deeper cravings to obtain food and water. A craving is a sense that something is missing. It's the difference between where you are now and where you want to get to. You want to feel differently. Those underlying cravings are the key to our habit formation. These are the ancient desires that are ingrained into our DNA. They are hardwired into us for past survival. From when we wandered around in groups of 50 to 100 hunter-gatherers, if you're interested in the evolution of humankind and how our ancient ways of life affect our modern-day behaviour, then Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind by Yuval Noah Harari is a really interesting read. So these ancient desires include conserve energy, obtain water and food, aka sugar, find love and reproduce, connect and bond with others, win social acceptance and approval, reduce uncertainty, achieve status and prestige. These are the things that drive us as human beings. Somewhere in that list, we'll find the underlying reason why we have our habits. For example, I have a client who used to eat chocolate on the way home from work as a reward to herself. You can see that the underlying craving is for love and acceptance. And once she started looking after herself in other areas of her life, sleeping, making time for herself, that craving disappeared. An easier example is when we overeat food. The underlying craving is to obtain food and water. And some foods are much easier to eat than others. And we often don't listen to that stop signal. So here's one simple trick to make habits easier. It's just to change how you think of them. Reframe them in your mind. I get to do something rather than I have to. I always claim that I lead a life of luxury. I get to go swimming twice a week. I know many of my old university friends who are working all hours as doctors don't get to go swimming every week. So look for the benefit that the habit gives you. Exercise. Does it take up energy and is boring or helps you feel fit and fabulous and full of energy? Healthy eating. Is it a drag because you get to eat, you don't get to eat lots of cake all the whole time? Or the key to longevity, to being thin and feeling amazing? 
To build up a habit, you need to practice it. And the least energy it requires, the more likely it is to occur. Okay, so much about habits. I could go on about habits for ages and ages. It's an amazing and huge topic. And I hope I've given you a few things to get your brain cells going and some inspiration. For now, I'd really love you to do that habit audit of your day. Go over the habits in your day and look at them and decide which habits you'd like to keep and which you'd like to change. And don't think about changing them all at once. Think about how you can change them bit by bit. So one of the top beliefs that people have about losing weight and leading a healthy life is that they can't do it. I can't make changes or I don't have enough time. And it's not true. I'm sure you can see now that they're just stuck in their habits, which are holding them firmly to their belief. Of course you can change. You just need new habits, habits and systems that work for you. And once you understand that you can make changes, you can start to eat healthily and live healthily. And once you start to eat and live healthily, you can lose weight and feel fit and fabulous. So in order to lose weight with healthy eating or just eat more healthily, you need to do the three steps that we talked about in the last video. One, the reboot, two, fat burning and three, maintenance. Now, this has been awesome, fun and rewarding, creating and sharing these videos for you. I've been getting great comments and feedback, and I love the interaction and community it's created. And I know that these videos have made an impact on some people, and maybe it's helped you. Now, if you're interested in taking this even further and taking it to the next step, I've put together a new program for a small group of people who actually want to do the first of the three steps. It's called Dr. Alina's Healthy Reboot. And I'll be walking you through step one and the two-week reboot. Now, I will be opening the course next Friday, this Friday. We'll enroll a new class and then we'll have to close registration. Sorry, when I say opening, we're going to get going. I'll give you the date. Um, So we can start the program. So be look out for the email. In my next video, it will be all about the road to transformation. And I'll have lots of details about Dr. Orlina's healthy reboot and how you can get started. So look for that video very soon. And in the meantime, I want to hear about your habit audit. So leave a comment and let me know. And please remember to share this video with anyone who you think would be interested in it. Okay, have a lovely day and see you on Friday. Bye bye. for listening to Fit and Fabulous. Remember to sign up for the free handout, Three Easy Steps to Weight Loss for Busy Mums. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd be super grateful if you could help me grow my podcast by telling a friend about it. Have a lovely day and see you next week. Bye-bye.